What exactly is an expediter on a food truck? Let's talk about that and we'll also talk about a secondary cook position today on 10 Minute Food Truck Training. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, my name is Bill Moore. I'm the founder of foodtrucktraining.group. And today, continuing the series on food truck staffing, we're going to talk about two important positions, one being the expediter and then one being a secondary cook. Let's start with the secondary cook. Depending upon your layout, a secondary cook could be a, and a sandwich assembler, could be a fry person, or it could be some other equipment that doesn't take the brunt of the cooking responsibilities. First thing to do with this particular position for you as an owner is to lay out the details of the job and you want to make sure they dovetail with the main cook position. You don't want to have them overlapping and doing double work, and likewise you don't want to have them going to the same piece of equipment or the same type of food at the same time. So think about how the production of your food will flow from one position into the next. You need to lay out visual cues and audio cues so that the secondary cook will know exactly what they should be doing and how it should look and when they should be doing it. And those details would include things like portioning on the condiments. If they're a sandwich maker, they need to know the portion of mayonnaise is, for instance. And if you tell them it's three quarters of an ounce, they need to know what that looks like because obviously you're not going to have some type of mechanism to portion it out. So they need to know what it looks like on a bun. If you dress the sandwich with pickles or lettuce or onions or tomatoes, they need to know the amount of those, the spacing of those on the sandwich, and then you need to give them visual cues. Pickles is easy. Put four pickles on a sandwich. They need to be spaced so they don't touch. They just should not overlap. Onions, if you use full onion rings, same deal. They should be spaced around in a square so that there's a little bit of an onion in every bite. If you're doing lettuce, if you're doing shredded lettuce, for instance, they need to know how much shredded lettuce goes on there visually so they can duplicate that. If you're able to put up photographs of a sandwich and how it's assembled so they have something to visually refer to, that's great. If not, you will need to show them and then you will need to pay attention as they do the job to make sure they're still hitting the visual things that you taught them. If it's a fry person is your secondary uh, cook position, they need to know things too like uh, when is the food done. Some food will float. How dark in color should it be? Golden brown is up for interpretation so you need to show them this is what I expect. Again, if you can have pictures of it, that's great so they can just match the picture to get the visual look you're looking for. If you operate with timers, you need to teach them how the timers work, how to set the timers, how long each particular product cooks. I personally don't like visual cooking because visual cooking tends to not work when you're busy because people go, yep, that's close enough, and pull it up. Whereas if you work with a timer, you don't pull it up until the timer says, beep, 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 we're done. 
have the cues and have the standards so that they understand as a secondary cook what they're supposed to produce, how it should look. You need to explain to them where the food's going to end up and how it should be portioned if they're the one portioning it or somebody else is going to be portioning it, like fries for instance. A fry cook could only just cook fries and dump them and somebody else does a portioning. They need to understand that. They need to understand how they help the person next to them. So you need to have Again, the secondary positions that we've talked about or secondary duties that we've talked about are written as well. How can you help the person next to you? So no matter what duties your secondary cook has, make sure they have as many visual aids as they possibly can and then also give them the audio cues or the visual cues that they need to understand when they should be dropping fries or cooking more fish, uh, you know, dropping whatever your fried product is. Do they have to wait until it's actually ordered and on a screen or on a ticket hanging in front of them? Do they wait on the main cook to tell them drop two uh, two orders of shrimp? Do they do it based on the cashier calling out food? Whatever that procedure is, it needs to be well explained and then well enforced. When you start to find yourself having issues with with service, it's usually because one or more of the things you thought of in your development stage have broken down and are not being followed. Let's go through as if it was a sandwich assembler. A sandwich assembler would have to know the mechanism for toasting a bun. If it's already toasted, if the grill guy's toasting and it passing it to them, they need to know what to do with that bun. Where do they get the bun? They need to know how to, to do a wrap, if it's going to be a wrap sandwich or if it's going to be put on a tray. From that point, what goes on the sandwich and in what order does it go on? Everything has to have a specific order. So every sandwich is made, no matter who makes it, and no matter what time of day it's made, is identical to one made by somebody else at a different time on a different day. You don't want to say just put mayonnaise, lettuce, tomato, ketchup, pickle, onion on your sandwich without telling them that's the order it goes in. You need to figure out how you're going to handle special orders so that people don't have to look at this and unwrap it and go, okay, oh, this is yours. Let me pass it over to you even though I've handled it all. You need to help your guests and they will appreciate those little touches. So figure out all those details. The same thing with your fry guy. When do you drop fries? Do you drop fries as they're ordered? Do you anticipate a line of people and say we're going to drop enough for four orders of fries for every five people we see, every six people we see? So the fry guy always has fries cooking. When you cook the shrimp, when you cook the fish, when you cook the hush puppies, when you cook whatever your fried food is, they need to know when it gets cooked and how many's in a portion, if it gets salted or seasoned in some way, shape, or form, where it should be salted, how it should be applied to whatever container that you put it in. They need to understand that. And then they need to understand as soon as there's not a guest to take care of, they're going to help their neighbors, they're going to restock their area, then they're going to clean their area, and if there's still no guest left to take care of, you're going to teach them some marketing thing and then have them go do that marketing thing. Let's get into the expediter. The expediter is a person that's going to assemble the cooked food in bags or trays. They could add the condiments, the napkins, the straws, utensils, and they're the last person to hand the food to the guest. So they're the last personal interaction your team has with the guest. Personal interaction. Obviously the guest is going to be eating your food and that's an interaction, but it's not personal. They're the last person that's going to be able to say, thank you so much for coming today. Please come back tomorrow. Here's your food. Have a great day. They should read back what the order is. Okay, your order is, you know, hamburger, a fry, and a drink. Here you go. Got napkins and ketchup in the bag for you. You have a great day. That lets the guests know that, yep, that's my order. And you can read it back in an abbreviated form. You don't have to read the order as, okay, we have a, a hamburger with lettuce, 
tomato and ketchup only. We have a hamburger that's plain. We have a hamburger that's all the way dressed. All you got to do is say, I've got three burgers. I've got three fries. Here's your three drinks. And the guests go, yep, that's my order. And if they want to ask you are all those special, you can say, absolutely. I double-checked them. They're all correct. The expediter is your last point for quality control. If you do not have their job duties set up to where they understand that you're the one that controls the quality, you're the one that may have to remind the cashier to slow down and pace the line a bit. The expediter should be the one to reminding the cooks, hey, we've got a long line of people out here. Need to have some burgers on, some fries down, that type of thing. So the expediter has more responsibility than throwing stuff in a bag and saying, here, here you go. Now, if you're thinking about what I'm saying, the expediter should be you as a business owner. You should not be the cashier because that is a heavy production job. You should not be the main cook because that also is a heavy production job that you cannot break away and go address an issue that a guest has. Or perhaps somebody wants to schedule a catering. You can't do that if you're the one that's the grill guy. And you could be passing up a three or $4,000 job because you've locked yourself into a production-heavy position. An expediter, if you cross-trained your staff, can pull away and talk to that guest and handle the complaint or schedule some big catering event. They can pull themselves away from that because your team, again, should be cross-trained so that the secondary cook steps up and does some of the expediting position, the cashier steps up and does some of the other expediting jobs so that the last person that a guest sees is able to say, thank you so much, here's your food, you have a great day, please come back and see us. You never, ever want to set up a bag, holler out, hey, Bill, your food's up, and then resume your duties and never know if it got to the right person. If you're doing that right now, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have the wrong person pick up the wrong food, and now you've got to remake it because somebody else has touched the food, even if it's in a bag. So don't set food out and holler out a name or a number and hope the right person walks up to get it. They will not. As soon as we holler out the number, somebody will walk up and pick up that order, and it will not be theirs. It happens every day at lunch. McDonald's has the same issue. Somebody that's waited about a minute, they say, oh, it's got to be my food, and they go grab it. Or they're paying attention to other guests that were in front of them, and as they get their food, assume the next one up has to be theirs, when it doesn't necessarily have to be. They could have ordered something that had to be cooked fresh, or something that was not ready to be assembled. So orders that were behind it that already had food up, they're making and assembling it and passing out those orders. Food service is not linear. As much as people want it to be linear, you have to pay attention to all your food at the point and skip an order if you're waiting on a burger to cook and you've got a chicken sandwich that's already ready to be assembled, assemble it and get that order out. Do not make every order behind it wait because you're waiting on a burger to cook. Food service is not linear. So if you're listening to me, you're hearing that the expediter position is one that should be the owner because you're making sure that every person around you is doing their job. You're coordinating all of their efforts to get the food out. Plus, you're the last person that's going to be addressing your guests. It gives you the opportunity to meet them, talk to them, hand out the food, give them those parting words that are so important. Thank you. I appreciate your business. Please come back and see me tomorrow. Most of y'all know I'm from Kentucky. I have a very heavy southern country accent, and I'm very fond of saying y'all come back and see us. People will make fun of my accent, and I don't care, because now they remembered me because, hey, that's that funny country dude. They remember me. So your last interaction with your guest as an owner should be memorable. You're handing them their food. You've made it 
or you've watched it be made rather, you've made sure that it, the order is correct and you're handing it out. That's what the expediter does. If you're the person in charge, you should be the expediter. So then if you decide that I'm going to send the fry guy out to uh, sweep the parking lot, you can step back and do the fry position while you're doing expediting. You're taking up the slack. You should be the the most efficient employee in your business, but you should not be the fastest. You should hire a better cashier than you, and you should hire a better cook than you. My goal was to always hire better people than me that have better skill sets than me. My job as the owner of the business is to make a profit, and I can't do that if I am in a labor-intensive position like the grill guy or the cashier, because now I'm either doing one of two things. I've either split my focus from running my business to being a cashier. And if I split my focus, I'm not being a great cashier and I'm not being a great business owner. Or I have tossed out one of the duties and focused on the other one. So now I'm a great cashier, but I'm letting the business go to pot because I'm not doing the business side of it. Or if I'm focused on the business, then I'm not paying attention to the person placing an order. I'm not being a great cashier. Same thing goes if you're trying to do the cook's line. If you put yourself in a labor-intensive position, you are not being an owner. You're being an employee and you're overpaid. I'm going to say that again. If you're in a hourly position, being a cook, being a cashier, you are overpaid. Because you should be making money. You should be making lots of money. But if you're stuck in an hourly position for longer than a few minutes at a time, you're making, you are overpaid rather. It always used to drive me crazy when I would go in to see my managers and they would be doing manual things like slicing tomatoes or they're on the grill or they're on the, the make line. And I've always asked them, do you not have an employee that could do this? Have you not trained somebody? Do you need some help training? And they always say, oh no, 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 everybody knows what they're doing. Well, then why are you here making food? And they'll always say, well, because I'm the fastest. Teach your people to be better than you. Teach them to be faster. Cannot stress that enough. Teach your people to be better than you. If you're not, then you're failing as the owner. You're failing as the leader. Some people won't have the skills. Guess whose fault that is? That's yours. Either teach the skills or you hire better people. So the last thing on training your people and the positioning on your food truck is you need to have a cashier should not be you as an owner. You need to have a cook. Should not be you as an owner. The only reason you should be in one of those two positions is if your food truck is low volume. Low volume means that you won't have a constant line of people so that if that catering call comes in, you're able to answer it. Owners should be in the expediting position where they can break away from that where the other two folks take the slack up for a couple of minutes while you're on the phone while you're dealing with a guest who has a complaint in real time. You never ever put off somebody that's got a complaint. Because the only thing they're going to do is tell about 20 other people how horrible of a business you are. You cannot afford to have that much bad uh, reputation being circulated about because you didn't have time to answer somebody because you put onions on a sandwich by mistake. Yes, it's not a big deal. Yes, it can be fixed. And yes, it's embarrassing. But you've got to be able to handle it in real time. You can't put them off and say, well, go to McDonald's, go to Burger King, they'll make it your way. Because you're right, they will go to Burger King. And they'll tell 20 other people and say, nope, don't go to that food truck. The owner is rude, doesn't know how to make a sandwich. And you deserve that reputation if that's how you act. So we got a cook, we got a cashier, we've got the owner of the business in the expediter position. You can fill in additional cooks. 
You can fill in additional cashiers. You can put an order taker out in your line. If it's 60 people deep, you better have an order taker out there. But you can't put an order taker out there unless you have enough cooks on the inside. So if you're going to balance your truck, the frontline people, the people that address your guests, which would be cashiers and order takers, there should be fewer of them than there are cooks. One cashier can blow away three cooks. A cashier and an order taker can blow away five cooks. So if you're going to move your lines faster and put an order taker out there or allow them to uh, go online and order, uh, if you use an app, for instance, that allows them to order so they can bypass the cashier, you're still blowing away your cook's line. So you've got to have enough people to be able to handle those kind of uh, business spurts. So we're at about 20-some minutes. I appreciate y'all listening. This will be the last talk I'll have this week because it's been all about staffing. And we will start a new topic next week to get you guys going on your food truck journey to being a successful and very profitable food truck. Thank y'all so much for listening. Talk to you next week.